You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. It is the last day of November in 2021. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Good Lord, 11 months done for the year 2021. Where has the time gone? When we started this year, I was in my early 20s. Now I'm in my mid-40s. Uh, <laughs> and yet it's just flown by in the blink of an eye. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by a returning Alfred Kanawa. Alfred, great to have you back. Great to be back. Love to be here. Great to see everybody. And, and of course, NYC Demon Diva Isa. And uh, discussing off the air, the good news, everybody, that Chucky has been renewed for a second season on USA and Sci-Fi. So uh, that NXT lead-in, man, doing wonders for the show. Is it? <laughs> Must be. <laughs> well, are you saying that they got renewed in spite of NXT, Issa? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I just, I, I think that Chucky is quite popular. Like, I don't know that he needs the push from NXT to get renewed for a second season. That's you know, true. like, we, we, we've been messing with Chucky since way before NXT was even a thought. So, yes. No, and the show looks good. I've said I'm bummed. I haven't watched it yet, but because of the recaps and it starts right after NXT, I feel like the whole season's been spoiled for me. I'm really bummed. It's very good. I am behind an episode, another one that's airing, but I will be caught up soon because I hate spoilers, so I'm going to have to watch it to avoid the spoilers. No, I understand. And I feel like the story of my life, Hawkeye drops. We've got to watch this right away so I don't get spoiled. Spider-Man's coming out. Got to go see it right away so I don't get spoiled. Did you get tickets? I did not. uh, The drive-in is not pre-selling tickets. uh, So we're just going to show up early and hopefully get a good parking space opening night. Yeah, good luck. Hope for the best. It's like the Hunger Games out there to get Spider-Man tickets. Tickets going on eBay (laughs) for hundreds of dollars. It's kind of crazy. Good luck. I know, and like it's the same. Do you remember? Yeah, you're you're uh, old enough to remember this. Like when the Phantom Menace came out, everyone people waited in line for a month. I went opening day to the second show of that day. I showed up five minutes before the movie, walked right into the theater, sat center center. You know, you can go to the second show. You don't have to. You don't have to crash. You don't have to be there right away. To see it day one, you can avoid spoilers. Twitter, the Twitter filters for muting things are a beautiful thing. I did that for Avengers. You know, I do that for anything yeah. I really don't want to be spoiled on. And, uh, yeah, it's great. This conversation, more interesting than NXT tonight, perhaps? Question mark? I, I think already, yes. I think that would be very accurate in terms of how this show is structured. I think this conversation... We should make this whole podcast about us standing in line for movie premieres because that's what I intend to do for the Batman movie premiere. That, that oh, trailer yeah. has to heights that I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be standing in line the day before it comes out. That's how I'm like, Really? Wow. I'm like for Batman. Wow. That's Robert Pattinson is going to be the this. greatest Batman ever. That's going to be me for the Bad Bunny concert in Puerto Rico, even though I have tickets. I plan on staying the night, the night before, right there, just to say I got here first. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't have that dedication to anything anymore. I'm 45 years old. <laughs> well, I'm just, I just don't have a life, Glenn. It's all good. <laughs> I, I used to. I used to be there. I used to be hardcore about stuff, but just no energy. You know, I waited in line with my wife at WrestleMania Access in Dallas for about two and a half hours to meet Becky Lynch. That was probably the last long line I waited. Worth it. That was totally worth it. That was awesome. Yeah, 100%. And this is definitely more interesting than NXT tonight. And it's terrible, too. I like like that they're doing for the men's match NXT versus NXT 2.0. I think that's an interesting angle. But even then, they're not really building. It's like like somebody just really had that idea two weeks ago. And they said, maybe we should mention that in a promo or something. Like, 
Maybe that's an yeah. angle. I don't know. I mean, yeah, this could have been what they should have been building towards since NXT 2.0 opened up, really. And it could have been a really, really hot match if they would have had it by now. But I agree with you, Glenn. It just does seem like they're just like, it's a good idea, but it seemed like they came up with it too little too late. Very odd. It's very odd. And then even tonight, uh, we got another uh, segment of Tiffany's Epiphanies. But we had two segments for male talent. And in an era where they've introduced so many over-the-top and colorful characters with such distinct personalities, it was interesting that they kind of went back to the well of, I mean, they were doing um, this stuff for like, like this reminded me of like Bronson Reed's vignettes that we saw, you know, uh, six months ago, a year ago. Like, so it's interesting. I feel like NXT 2.0 was kind of losing its, uh, losing its direction a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is I mean, te- terrible. After- I don't know if it ever really had a direction, to be honest. And that's kind of <laughs> what I kind of liked about it is it was so random and there's so much stuff yeah. thrown at you. But it does seem like to this day, they're still trying to find their footing and see who are the actual stars that they want to push. We know Braun Breaker is going to be a big deal. Zion Quinn, it looks like they like. But there's a lot of vignettes that we see well, on the show every week. The answer is right there with Tony D'Angelo. Who oh, yeah. Well, we, yeah, we had a direction with Tony D'Angelo, but now he has to be a team player. So that's fine. Let's see what happens with Tony after War Games. Yes, and uh, to quote Larry Sanders, putting him with a group takes away from his unique specialness. Yes. As a single star. <laughs> that was uh, Larry yes. Sanders' agent, Stevie Grant. Yes. <laughs> and Larry Sanders. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's unfortunate because tonight I was so excited when they let him talk in that promo and I was like, Oh, good Lord. Like, just put, like, just get away, get away from these guys as quickly as possible. Yeah. This is bringing yeah. you down Tony D. Um, before we hop into the show and recap it, we got some news. Yes, we got some news, some late breaking news, uh, kind of bittersweet here as big swole has announced her departure from AEW. She posted a tweet saying this is a mutual decision. It was a tough decision for Big Swole, but she wants to grow, learn, and change. That is her mantra. So she is now leaving AEW. Big Swole, of course, uh, the godmother, if you will, of the hashtag Black Wrestling Draws, which was born out of frustration among Black talent of not being used enough on AEW, being relegated to AEW Dark, where she was a superstar there. I recommend you go back, watch her match against Diamante. That was the night that they initiated that. But Big Swole now gone from AEW. We don't see much of this in terms of people leaving AEW, especially now that AEW is in its first five years. Not a lot of contracts have come up, but uh, Big Swole has decided that she and AEW will be parting ways. Uh, Let's start with you, Glenn. What do you think about Big Swole leaving from AEW? I always enjoyed her. And I think that if you're on AEW and they don't have direction or plans for you, I don't know. I mean, like, what's better, you know, to, to be in that position to go out and blaze your own path? Yeah, so I, I hope I hope she she shows that she could be a main event uh, talent elsewhere. And she can, and she will show it. I'm sure. I think she has such a good. She has grown a good following online that is going to go wherever she goes and supports her. It sounds like this is the best decision for her. She make a decision for herself. So I'm proud of her on that. But the situation is still not any better. Some of us do not watch Dark, and I tweeted, I wish we would have seen more of her on Dynamite when she yeah. came out for that Casino Royal. The pop was huge. Like people wanted to see more of her, and we just never got. To. 
Yeah, and, and it's funny because I always look at Big Swole and I think she would have fit in great in the original NXT, not even NXT 1.0 on Tuesday nights, but when NXT was like around 2014 to 2016 where it was this cult thing and people chanted the superstars name and stuff like that, she has that song where it's just Swole and everybody goes Swole and that's something that would have really yeah. gotten over in NXT. And I do think that they had something with Big Swole. It's just uh, she wasn't able to move forward. And I do think that there's three things counting against her and that she's black, a woman, and somebody who didn't come from WWE, New Japan, or uh, Ring of Honor, and that's going to kind of hurt her in somewhere like AEW, where you're seeing a lot of these types, especially when it comes to free agents uh, being pushed. And I just find it very interesting that uh, pro wrestling free agency, it's unprecedented. There's more free agents, there's more unemployment in pro wrestling than ever. It's a blessing to be a wrestler with a job this day and age. Yet Big Swole looked around in AEW and said, I got to get the hell out of here. I think that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, about being black in AEW right now. I'm sure they'll come around, but uh, I don't think she was very pleased with her a lot on AEW Dark week after week. But I do recommend you go and watch because she did a lot of great work there. I feel like it was one of those things where she was creatively free to where she felt like she could do whatever she wants. So it brought out the best in her. And she will be missing AEW. I really did very much enjoy Big Swole anytime she was given the opportunity. I don't think she's got a lot of talent. Yeah, very much talent. Uh, and then we've got some rating news. Uh, particularly, we'll do two-in-one, AEW Rampage and SmackDown, of course, due to the Thanksgiving holiday that was delayed toward today, mm -hmm. and they came out. SmackDown did about what it does, actually a little bit up with 2.149 million wow. SmackDown on Friday after Thanksgiving. And AEW Rampage did its worst number ever with 431,000 viewers. And I predicted uh, you know, that. There's going to be a lot of excuses and whatnot, but 431,000 for a pro wrestling show on national television is a terrible number no matter how you slice it isa uh yeah that i expected them to take a to take a dip on the ratings this week uh but smackdown didn't seem to be affected by the holiday however i would say on a black friday people shopping people eating people with their families i don't know that watching a show at 10 p.m is, is a priority for people um but if they pull that number on a normal Friday, I think it's time to really worry and start stepping. I don't know what else you can do different with Rampage, but that is that is not a sexy number at all. Yeah, no, I mean, and I predicted this. I said this was going to be the least lowest rated episode and the content felt like they knew it was going to be the lowest rated episode. Interesting though, the WWE could still pull in such a consistent number where AEW struggles. I wonder what it is. About the demographic, I mean, so I'm going to just make a, like a, a wide swing in the dark here. Given that AEW is a, a younger demographic, they probably had to go places. Whereas with the older demographic, like if you're running the household, you're like, oh, we're putting on the SmackDown. And this is what we're watching after dinner because their audience is 60 and their children have to listen to it. Yeah, you do find that the WWE audience is a lot more reliable because their base is much older. So uh, not a lot of real world things affect them. Not a lot of like bar nights or like I, I believe it was St. Patrick's Day was one of the worst numbers AEW did because younger people are out partying on St. Patrick's Day. So a show like that's not going to do well with the audience. So it does tend to be a little more tumultuous for that audience but uh by the same token I, I just think that you know rampage has been doing pretty bad numbers for a while now and the fact that this is now the bottom continues to get more and more low it's just how much longer can rampage do numbers like this and i'm sure they're going to rebound next week but um oh yeah definitely longer can they do the four to five hundred thousand range and continue to be on tnt on prime time which is weird, though, right? Because you would think if there's this stereotype and this idea that AEW fans are just huge wrestling nerds, it's the most diehard, passionate fans in the world, 
that would seem to dictate that like they're, you know, on their phones watching from wherever they are. They're canceling plans. They're not going out to bars. And if they are, they're making sure the bar's showing it. You know, it just it's it's kind of a weird flies in the face of conventional wisdom of like what it means to be a hardcore fan. Whereas with WWE, I mean, I don't meet many people or see many people online that self-identify as hardcore WWE fans, yet they tune in every week. Again, it's Vince McMahon has carried out the most long-term codependent relationship in the history of television. Where yeah. it's you're not happy, but you can't leave. <laughs> Stockholm. Yeah, Sweden. it's very, very bad. Yeah, Stockholm. That's what I was just gonna say. You took it right out of my mouth. But it's it's um I don't know. I will I would take a bar over Rampage if I didn't have to cover it every week. Wow. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad show. It's no, just, it's an hour. It's an I hour do, long. Yeah, I just think that early on they really wanted it to be the A show and on the level of a dynamite. And there was a lot of lip service there, but for the first month or so, I did feel like they were committed to making Rampage that A show. But then once the numbers really started to slip, particularly after CM Punk's debut, I feel like they've just relegated to the fact this is a B show. But for a company that's a secondary company to WWE to have a quote unquote B show, those numbers are going to be very low and, and it's going to be very concerning if they continue to do numbers like this. But here's the crazy thing. Over the Thanksgiving holiday, millions of people watched an eight-hour documentary on Disney Plus yes. of the Beatles dicking around in the studio, for lack of a better term. Um, like, people have infinite patience to watch things that interest them. Rampage is an hour. Why aren't – like, is that almost working yet because it's so short – Therefore, it feels almost missable by default. Maybe if it was a three-hour show, people were like, we're really going to get inside Tony Khan's mind. You know? Like, we're going to get more in-depth segments. Like, maybe maybe the hardcore fans want a longer show, and that would be more can't-miss TV for them. Well, I don't think that's what it is, but that's a great point that you made in terms of people watching TV. Like... I remember Thanksgiving used to be wrestling time. This is, I mean, I grew up, well, I've been watching wrestling my whole life. So around Thanksgiving is Survivor Series season. So there was a point in my life where wrestling was hot during this Thanksgiving period because that's when Survivor Series was. That's when they had these shows. So the fact that people aren't watching, and you see that with AEW more so than WWE, the fact that people aren't watching around Thanksgiving, I think is just as much of an indictment on the product as it is on the Thanksgiving holiday. I don't think we can just easily blame the Thanksgiving holiday where people are home looking for things to binge. By Friday, you're tired of your family that's true okay but not to play devil's advocate you can get on disney plus and watch it at whatever time you want at your own convenience where we're talking about ratings of the people that tuned in at 10 p.m on a friday where disney plus is there for you to watch it at 3 a.m when you have insomnia at 10 a.m after pancakes you can watch it anytime it's eight hours long you don't even hear them finish a complete song until six and a half hours into the <laughs> damn series. No, I understand your point, but it's like the, the ratings for that can compare to what you know to what Rampage is doing, and and Rampage will never ever see millions and millions of people watching but it. So. I really think the hour is hurting it because I think an hour, like I think being too short works against you in the in terms of like the content you're putting it out there, right? Because it, it just feels like it's not as essential for whatever reason. In fact, I think that I th- I think it being pre-taped help, um, hurts it a lot too because the, the hardcore fan base of AEW is going to know what happened on Rampage before it airs. You just can't avoid it, even if you try to. <laughs> you can't avoid finding out from the people that were there Wednesday. It's when it's live. That's when I get shocked that they don't do a little bit better. But I yeah. think being pre-taped and at 10 p.m. it just 
means for a lot of people that it's a show that can be skipped because they just tune in and DVR it and, and go to the match that people are telling you you have to watch this match. You know, and I think that I think that's part of it. I think if they would have taken Rampage to TBS, it would probably be the end of it. I'm glad they're keeping it on TNT. I think yeah. on TBS it will it will die. Yeah. Hmm? There you go. Anything else in the news? Nothing else in the news. Let's get into NXT 2.0. NXT 2.0 tonight. Two ladder matches that, I mean, a coin toss would have worked as well, right? Instead, <laughs> we had a War Games Advantage ladder match opening with Dakota Kai and Kaylee Ray uh, to determine which team is going to have the advantage at War Games. I will say this. This was a great showcase for Kaylee Ray, and I think that U.S. audiences really got to see what she could do tonight. Um, Issa, what did you think of this to open the show? I thought it was such a fun way to open the show. It started so chaotically. It felt like, okay, yes, War Games is coming up. And I know this is what they do every War Game buildup. But it was fun, especially just seeing the ladies go at it. I thought um, Kylie looked very, very good on this match. I still very... Um, curious about this new Dakota Kai character. At one point, she's like yelling at herself and like kind of like conflicted. I really want <laughs> to know more because it just seems like she lost to Raquel and went crazy. And now we don't understand this split personality thing that she has going on. But yeah, this match was probably my favorite thing on the show, which Good. we had this issue was it last week that, that they put Tony D'Angelo up first and then the show died from there because you put your your best match first thank you Alfred you keep putting your best matches first and it just you completely lose all interest of the show I think it picked up later on in the night we saw a couple of good matches but this was my favorite match of the night and for somebody that's not very familiar with Kaylee Ray I thought that tonight is one of the best matches that she's had that really made me invested in her and go okay this girl's not messing around yeah, I very much enjoyed this match. Uh, to your point, Issa, it was a little weird to see um, Dakota Kai go through this new character development like in the middle of this match. I really hope we get an explanation as to what's going on with her because it did kind right. of throw me off. But I did like this match a lot. And I totally agree with the fact that Ky Kaylee, Ray, she really needed this in terms of a showcase of how good she is. Yes. In a match like this, like a ladder match that I think a lot of people are going to put their eyes on. So this was really cool. I just don't like baby faces winning these advantages matches. I, I know it maybe will expose wrestling is being fake if the heels always have the advantage but that just makes for a better war games match if the heels have the advantage so the only nitpick i have is the fact that the babyface won so the baby faces are now going to have this two-on-one advantage throughout the match but other than that this was very fun it was good it was intense uh it was a great way to start the show and and to ease this point almost too good of a way to start the show you know yeah I was thinking about the. I was thinking about this this week. Uh, Issa, did you watch uh, Yellow Jackets yet on Showtime? I started it. Yeah. Like yes. that show. Alfred, have you seen this show yet? I haven't seen it yet. Is it? A girls' soccer team in 1996 has a crash landing and survives oh, in the yeah. wilderness for for like two years, and they flash forward to present day and there. And I was thinking about this. Like Yellow Jackets starts off with two of the craziest episodes I've ever seen in TV, and then episode three is like, okay, now we're going to slow it down and dive in, and it's like you can almost hurt yourself by starting. Yeah like too awesomely you know what right. i mean right you know it's kind of i was thinking of that today i was like this is the same thing it's when we start with this great match and now you have to live up to that you know you can almost right. paint yourself in a corner that way i'm a big well, fan of eastbound and down and i felt like they started off too hot the first like the first season was amazing and then it just went down from there what is it alfred eastbound oh. and down kenny powers okay yes yeah, Danny Danny McBride. McBride. very funny show first season one of the greatest first seasons of a show ever but then it just went down the cliff after that yeah, it's uh, 
It's tough, man. It's like, because you have to intrigue people and you have to hook people. Like you can't start anything, whether it's a wrestling show, a TV series, you can't start weak, but you have to walk that fine balance of like giving people enough to stick around and stay tuned. And then at the same time, not like, I think Breaking Bad almost suffered from that a little bit where it was like foot on the gas all the time that anytime they took off, people were like, the show's boring and nothing happens. Right. You know? Yeah. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, yeah. But so we followed that tonight. And and who had the unfortunate uh, following of this? <laughs> Cameron Grimes versus Andre Chase. What are they doing to Cameron Grimes? I joked last week they're turning him into Screech and... Like, he's just starting to look more and more normal. I think he looks uh, too no. much like Chris Delia. That's oh not a good thing. God, that's a horrible thing. That's not a good thing. <laughs> You're not, that's not somebody you want to look like, but that's just, without a beard and the long hair, that's what he looks like. I think they're turning him into Karen Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> I hated myself for laughing at that line. Hated myself for laughing at that. I was like, I should not find this funny. First of all, I was extremely distracted by the plans in the audience because I guarantee you there's not 20 people that own a Chase U t-shirt. So I'm like watching all these people like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, plans, definitely plans. Performance center people in there because nobody's buying those shirts. So that distracted me. And then the Karen Grimes uh, line popped me. But yeah, this is not doing anything for Cameron Grimes right now. We'll see how it goes on the hair versus hair match that now thanks to Photoshop I'm really hope he wins because I do not want to see any of those versions of Cameron Grimes. Well he won tonight so using the Raj Giri uh, booking math maybe uh victory is not <sighs> in his future uh against uh Duke Hudson but man like this night with Andre Chase so you mentioned plants in the audience I noticed tonight and I feel like it's been a while since they've done this did you notice that they were pushing like, hey, come attend an NXT taping? Tickets available online. They've been online. doing that. Yeah. They've been doing that. that like, that's been popping at every show. Like, if you see it, go to our Facebook group yeah, or NXT. Yeah, like, because attendance is down. How many years could you not even get tickets to NXT? Yeah. Attendance is down because they're giving the seats to the plants wearing the chase. You. <laughs> I think also they just, they, they, after the whole Izzy controversy, I think they want a new set of people to go into NXT who aren't like sabotaging Ooh, their talents. Alfred. But, yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> uh, super chat. <laughs> Steven Marcuccielli, 499. How would you feel about NWO style ta- uh, angle with some of the release talent? Cross and Braun leading the charge. I, I kind of was joking about this with Survivor Series. Like, that it seems they could almost do like an actual cool retribution angle with this, you know, and I hate to say it, given the promo we saw with Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch and talking about the cut talent and paychecks, I'm not ruling out that they would do something like this. If they think that there's some real life heat to be had from bringing back some of the released talent to do uh, this like more legit retribution angle. Well, I mean, forget to watch AEW, and I wouldn't think that they'd rule this out because it's nothing but WWE references lately. I mean, they've oh, done a yeah. good job of it where they're referencing Miz, they're referencing WrestleMania, they reference the Undisputed Era. And I-, I could see it just based on the reaction that WWE references get in AEW. I would like to see at the very least like one character whose gimmick is 
I came from a better place and now I'm in this dump. I mean, that would get them a lot. Of <laughs> I love something that. that see all the time, but I would love to see a character like that who their persona is. I'm the WWE guy trying to make it back to the Fed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the NWO idea is, is a great idea. And yeah, I mean, it, this is this is going back and forward too. Edge didn't mention it by name, which I appreciated the way that Edge incorporated AW without having to mention them by name. I thought that was excellent on Edge's part. Um, I like the back and forth, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset at, at, at you know a little invasion in WO angle or whatever. Love the idea of somebody saying, "Hey, I came from a better place, and this yeah. place kind of sucks." Because MJF is kind of doing the opposite of that and teasing that he's going to a better place in the future, you know. So maybe somebody yeah. could come in and do the inverse and that they're coming from WWE and they want to go back. Uh, I think that would definitely work. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Okay, so I turned down my mic volume. Am I still audible but not echoing? I mean, you sound great to me, but, I, you know, I guess there's okay. an echo. Just, but I had auto volume on, so we'll try this. We'll make sure that it's good, that it's very listable. Um Oh man, just uh, yeah, we got photoshopped images. Duke Hudson, here's what Cam Cameron Grimes is gonna look like with different hairstyles. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys think I think he loses? Like, I have a pit, like a feeling in the pit of my stomach that he's gonna lose that match because okay, Alfred, he if he loses that match, yeah. if he loses that match, which look would you like to see? Oh, that's uh, he's got to go full ball. Just you know, you can't go halfway. I know Karen Grimes is fine. I know I they, like they did the, the half, half and half the Rihanna look, but I think he just got to yeah. go full ball. Okay. Well, Shinsuke pulls off the half the half shaven head pretty well. Is that still a thing? I thought that was out. I thought that was like in 2018 that went away. Is that listen? Shinsuke still cuts his hair like that. It's still a thing. When Shinsuke <laughs> stops, then it's no longer a thing. <laughs> That's the greatest answer for that. There you go. <laughs> um, so do you think this was a shoot vote tonight? Like legit for who was going to be in the main event with Johnny Gargano? I couldn't even find where to go vote. Yeah. Because I think if it was a legit vote, Tony D'Angelo would have won by a landslide. Oh, for sure. There would have yeah, been nobody else. It was so rigged. It would have been Tony D'Angelo climbing the ladder by himself because he would have gotten the first place, second place, and third place votes. And they'd have just been like, all right, we'll do a ceremonial thing. So, yeah, it's, it's worked. <laughs> no, it was definitely rigged. Or Tony D'Angelo didn't want to participate in this ladder match because he's a smart guy. Why would you want to get hurt right before a war game? So he paid somebody off who said it was Breaker to allow him to get hurt and all that. So he's in prime condition for Sunday. I like that. I think that's solid. Yeah. I do that's think Tony that... D'Angelo, I know. <laughs> they did, I will say this. They had that Ruthless Aggression documentary. There was like a five-part documentary of season two. Yeah. And they, were, they spent a lot of time talking about Taboo Tuesday. And that was like a shoot because like they didn't know who was actually going to get picked and behind the scenes. It was actually a legitimate... You know, Alfred, but the auctions were so crappy that you knew who was going to win. You kind of did, but... It's you know, like it was like John example. Cena, and then there was like, I don't know. Well, you okay, know, you know point, what I mean, like four jobbers and John of, Cena. One of them was like Batista, like the top. Batista, I think, Jeff Hardy, and then Shelton Benjamin. And they talked about how Shelton Benjamin won, and they expected Batista to win. But Shelton Benjamin shoot one, so they had to go and call the match on the fly. So maybe WWE got inspired to do more stuff like the, um, you know, the tab. I would have voted. I would have voted for Shelton Benjamin. Just saying. Yeah, I would have voted for him tonight. If I voted tonight, I would have voted for Shelton Benjamin. 
There you go. <laughs> it was like John Cena or Hornswoggle. Who's it going to be? <laughs> of course it's going to be John Cena. Like, come on. <laughs> so, man, we're talking about one. <laughs> I was digging this vignette for Edris Inofe tonight. You know, like, it was a little old school. It was good how they were building him. And then they said, tonight, and tonight when I face Solo Sokoa, it was like, oh, good Lord, this guy's going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where it just came from. I just forget. Yeah, that was just yeah. when I, when the roller coaster went off a cliff was when that part happened. And it was like. Yes. Because <laughs> well, there's no I way. We all thought the same thing because I said that as well. <laughs> yeah. So. It was we'll like watching that. an infomercial. They give you all the good news and they're like, well, with just three payments of $39.99. It's like, oh, that's the catch. <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> It's weird when too when you watch the infomercial and then the, it turns out to be like prohibitively expensive because usually on an infomercial it's like oh okay well it's sixty dollars but I can you know I, they brought me sixty dollars enjoy just watching this infomercial alone even if the product is decent right but yeah I hate when you get the infomercial like oh this is expensive like now no you had me have then you, you ever bought me. one in the middle of an insomnia trip or a drunken night of watching infomercials and don't remember that you bought it until it arrives. <laughs> I've I'm made... not saying I did that. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've never bought anything off an infomercial, but in the 90s, when they started putting as seen on TV stuff in stores, I lost my freaking mind because I was like, oh my God, I wanted to get this. Like, but as a kid, like I didn't have a credit card and never, you guys are too young to remember CODs. You used to be able to order stuff and then pay the mailman. And they, put a, and they put a kibosh on that in the early nineties. So the first time I would see like You this can stuff, do that in Puerto Rico where I grew up. Really? The mailman was, yeah, the mailman would take off with it. Your payment will never make it to the company. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, U.S. postal system, everybody. But uh, no, I think, um, yeah, the first time I saw the, as seen on TV stuff in the stores, like I probably bought like a hundred dollars worth of just worthless crap. You know, I was banned from buying things off the phone as a kid because I spent too much time on the Mean Gene hotline and it ran up my parents. Oh, phone no. <laughs> so they're like, you are never to ever get on this phone and order anything. Okay, See, I but was, how yeah, many yeah. people do you order the ACDs for a penny from Colombia for? How many oh, yeah. names do you use to get all the CDs and never pay the full membership? That is the question. <laughs> do you know that that company was just burning CDs? Those CDs were fake? Really? Uh, Oh, yes, yes. I was about to say that I'm very New Yorker of me. Yes, but they actually played, though. I mean, they actually like played. Yeah, they played, but they were burn. They were burner CDs before burning CDs became a thing. I saw a whole documentary about this. It was fascinating. How interesting! I gotta pick that out. So then you thought they were? You thought we were getting away with scamming them? They were scamming us to begin with. We weren't getting a legit CD. I, you know, (laughs) hey, if they were able to, you know, make that profit off a penny, more power to them uh but no i think uh oh man it's just it's such a different time so alfred what i did when me and my friends discovered the 976 numbers and i don't want to say what we were calling to listen to we would go over to a friend's house and make the call that was the thinking oh there you go See, that's that's what i should have done yeah that's the key listen, i'm an but- innocent girl the only t- like 900 line that i call was walter mercado to tell me like my horoscope <laughs> I will say what I remember from the Mean Gene Hotline is during the gobbledygooker around Thanksgiving when that egg was there, he kept teasing that it was Ric Flair. And he would say things that made you think it was going to be Ric Flair. So I thought it was going to be Ric Flair. And then it turned out to be one of the worst payoffs in WWE history. 
<laughs> oh, you mean an egg storyline that didn't pay off? No way. <laughs> never heard of that before. No, nope. never. Never happened. Not around here. There are some crazy, I watched the 80s commercial vault channel on YouTube and uh, we're like 300 volumes or 400 volumes into the 900 volume playlist. They're just all commercial blocks. Like they edited out the TV show and just show you commercials. And the the commercials you see for 900 or 976, like dial a joke, like call the freak. And like, you're going to have this guy that like tells you scary stories. I saw one that was like, we all need a good cry sometimes. Call like the cry line. You know, like you see the <laughs> And the best one is always the singles one where it's, you know, they're like, call and talk to actual people in your area, actual singles, you know, <laughs> I mean, cause you see these again and again. Uh, but yeah, 80s commercial vault on YouTube is like literally hundreds of hours of endless entertainment. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. It's such a good channel. Um, when I was moving, I, I actually commented, found out the guy lived in central California and I had a bunch of VHS tapes. He actually drove up to me and I was like, here, Here's like a hundred VHS tapes. I hope you get some commercials out of this. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, um, better than this promo. Team New School. Did they really say Team New School? I'm reading the wrestling game. That's. I thought it was Team 2.0. I thought it was Team 2.0, but I'm reading the wrestling. Yeah, I thought they were calling themselves Team 2.0. I don't know what this whole. Well, I mean, some people are saying old school, new school, but I never heard them refer to themselves at it. I don't know, man. Like, they should have been building the story since day one of the switchover. Yeah, the I only agree. one that's been selling it long long term, I feel, has been Champa. I feel like Champa has always brought up how he's the heart and soul of the old NXT, and um, I mean, I think that's about it. Everybody else never really like you. You didn't have any of these guys interact, especially the two point team. Or actually, even the old NXT team, they weren't hanging out with each other until a week ago. Yeah. The best rivalry in this is Tony D'Angelo using Petey Poppins. Like, they better get a singles feud after this with Pete Dunne and Tony <laughs> D'Angelo. Because Petey Poppins, I think, is, is that that's legit clever. Okay, so what do we like more, Petey <laughs> Poppins or Punky Brewster? Because MJF um, popped CM Punk, Punky Brewster, and I popped. Petey Poppins is more original. Punky Brewster is right. funny, but it's like, you know, it's Punky Brewster. It's not original. Knows see, about I it. See. I think Petey Poppins is better. And it Still, caught me by surprise, too. Still bummed the yeah. reboot got canceled, which I only got like a couple episodes into. Saved by the Bell reboot dropped a bunch of new episodes, though, over Thanksgiving. That is like shockingly funny, including an episode with like solid showgirls references, which uh, with Elizabeth. Ah, Berger, yeah, showgirls, one of the greatest movies oh, ever made. Ever. Versace. Saw that in the Versace. Yes. Versace. How is Slater? Is Slater in like every episode where or yes. is he just kind of going there and just come back like no Uncle Slater Disney? Slater and Elizabeth Berkeley are the two most prominent OG Do cast you members. We really have to ask. I have a, I have a theory that Mario Lopez has like at least a hundred clones, so he can be at everything everywhere at, yeah. at once. Oh my god! I think it wasn't the Showgirls episode; it was the one before that this season where he's in therapy and he's talking to the therapist and he's talking about he's like you know and that's why i just don't know what the undertaker is going to do now in retirement and the therapist is like oh we know we need to talk about slater and he says wwe superstar heath slater like <laughs> so mario lopez letting his fandom come through in the script <laughs> and he also appeared that's at SummerSlam. You're very good in that backstage segment yeah, yeah no he's great man he's great you know and uh it's funny to think that like kids incorporated is where he got to start way back in the early 80s but uh 
Oh man, I'm trying to get excited about this promo tonight. Like Braun Breaker. Huh. I mean, like they're positioning him as the leader of this team. I just think that compared to Carmelo Hayes, Tony D'Angelo, like Braun has so little charisma. Grayson Waller thinks he has a ton of charisma. It's very I weird. don't think okay, I do think he does have charisma, but as a promo, and I do think his promos are fine. I just don't think he needs to be he shouldn't have been the point man cutting this long-winded promo. I don't think that's where his strength is, is yes, that's what I mean. Rambling on. And then I really started thinking about Scott Steiner because this is exactly what Scott Steiner was. Scott Steiner was a fine promo, but you let him talk too long, he's gonna end up like messing up and saying something dumb or saying something crazy. And that Braun Breaker has that. And so maybe it's just because he sounds a lot like his uncle, but I feel like the first like 30 seconds of this promo, it's like, wow, he's got me fired up. This is pretty good. And then he just they just kept going on and on and on. I don't think he should be cutting these long-winded promos. I I have just two things to add. Moving forward, I would love for us to refer to Brown Breaker as a booty nephew. I think that's what he was booty called, nephew. Big Bad Booty Nephew. Um, <laughs> that's how I will be referring to him in the future. Just want you guys to know this. And I hated everything about this, and I hate that they put Tony D'Angelo in a segment that I hated. Yes. That's all I have to say. I like Tony D'Angelo's promo, though. I, 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 yeah, I did, I did really too, good. but the problem is, like, did you even remember it by the time this guy finished right, talking? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I wanted Tony D'Angelo to like pull a hunter out of his pocket and pay him to shut up. To- Tony D'Angelo, forgive like, me for saying. Go buy you something nice, honey. Like That's what he should have done. <laughs> Johnny Gargano said, we paved the way in the, the, the old school. We paved the way for you. And then Tony D'Angelo, Tony, please forgive me. Please still. I hope we're on to get somebody to move these boxes out of here. Oh, no. But uh, please no. forgive me. I feel like they found a discarded Enzo promo backstage. And we're just like, read this. You might have paved the way, but there's potholes on this road. Eh? <laughs> like, it was, it was not great. So bad. It was so it bad. Was bad. Yeah, it was. It was bad. And I don't like seeing Tony D'Angelo in a segment that I just didn't like. So there's yeah, this that. Whole was a big L. I was not a fan of this segment. And how in the F does Grayson Waller have a t-shirt available on WWE shop before Tony D'Angelo? Does? Tony D'Angelo doesn't have any merch. And I feel like maybe they're trying to build anticipation or maybe there's still, is there a design for Tony D'Angelo? Like it doesn't matter what you design, it's never going to be good enough. So maybe that's the problem. But they need to so sell many. floor tracksuits. Yeah, track there's suits. so much you could do. There's so much you could do with this character in terms of t-shirts. I, I refuse to they believe just, the They just released the Roman Reigns track jacket, and he's been wearing this track jacket like suit for like months, and they just released it. So that's what we're waiting for. They took that long for Roman Reigns, their bigger star right now. We might be waiting a while before we get the velour <laughs> tracksuits. <laughs> I don't know. This is tough. They should have been building this storyline for the last two months. And instead yeah. of building but they it for didn't two even weeks. announce war games until like three weeks ago. It this seems so unorganized. As Alicia A is saying, they're pulling Tony down with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. That kind of was my feeling in that Tony D'Angelo is like a cult of personality. And you know what? He did get a lot of energy from the crowd when he particularly was speaking. But I think he needs to be by himself, much like uh, Malachi Black in terms of when you see Malachi Black with other yes. people, it completely takes yes. away his charisma, takes away everything of his mystique and everything. Tony D'Angelo needs to be in and of himself. He's a guy who travels by himself. He hires hitmen by himself. He does not need to be palling around with anybody. 
that is such a great comparison, Alfred. I appreciate that because I felt that way when I saw him, like in the three man tag on Dynamite. I was like, yeah. "What is this?" No, and then you go into the dark entrance, and then he's just standing in the corner waiting to be tagged in with the other guys. And I'm like, "No, I don't like this. I hate it. Stop it right now." <laughs> Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. So this is also a little ponderous. Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner <laughs> are the new number one tag team contenders and beat Legato Del Fantasma tonight. Okay, like whatever. Um... You know, this team does nothing for me. I just want to see Kyle O'Reilly. God love him, but, you know, he, he needs to get a change of scenery. So if he needs to go to AEW and do the Undisputed versus Young Bucks, that'd be fine. But I just, especially this pairing, these two guys, I think each of them needs somebody with more of a personality. And they took these two guys who don't, you know, their personality is not their calling card, and they put them together, and I just don't think it's working. Why doesn't Von Wagner go hang out with Brooks and Dunn and they can be a trio? Is he still uh, uh, Adam Pierce's goon? Like, <laughs> what are we doing with that storyline? I don't know, man. Not like WWE to drop a storyline, you know. Oh, I do like the books and done idea, though. I, I would like them as a trio. I think that'd be a lot of fun, actually. I think that would work. Uh, Zion Quinn came walking down to ringside staring at Electro Lopez during this. I'm, I'm in it to see where that goes. And again, Electro Lopez, biggest star in Legato Del Fantasma. Yeah. I will say, okay, because WWE and the announcers are playing up all the sexual tension, this, that, and the other tension. I do feel a tension between those two, but it, it's kind of ruined with WWE continuing to pound that over your head. But it's like, I do feel that there's something going on there and that they're doing a good job of, of relaying that. Uh, but I, I just don't like the fact that Santos Escobar was one of my favorites on NXT. has kind of been relegated to a background role. They're not doing anything with this guy. Agreed. Agreed. I'm 1,000% with you here. Um, We had a Tiffany Stratton vignette. Horrible tennis player. Issue. Horrible. Te like, they make it up that she's this great tennis player, and they show her like actually playing tennis. They should not show her playing <laughs> tennis. They should just tell you that she's a great tennis player because she's not. I was a child tennis player growing up, and she has well. terrible form. Come see me, uh, well. Tiffany. I'll teach you. Well, Alfred, now that you bring that up, allow me to bring my observation because I oh. hated this video package because you cannot show her in, what is it, Hollywood or whatever, you know, Beverly Hills shopping at the best stores. You show Tiffany, you show Gucci, you show Prada, and then you show her walking around in white bags. I might have shopped at a designer store or two, and let me tell you something, the bag is probably half the price. Those bags are fancy. Girls keep these bags forever because they're so beautiful, and you recognize the store just based on the color of the bag. This girl is not going to Tiffany and walking out with a white freaking paper bag, okay? So she was faking it. My, She's my not wife rich. Did, she is my, fake rich. My wife did say she comes across a little bit like new money and uh, yeah, it's a little obvious. She does. I love that observation. You're not going to get any of that observation anywhere else in pro wrestling than here. That's a great, great take, Issa, in You're terms welcome. of her, her capping on NXT TV. Well, you're oh, dissing like, her, you know, her. Yes, capping. That's the right word. Capping. Oh, come on. Like, like I don't walk around all of New York City every time I buy a pair of red bottoms with the bag like this, making sure everybody knows <laughs> what I'm carrying. Come on. Actually, I've seen the opposite. You see people that carry the designer bag 
with like a bunch of crap inside. It's just to look like they're front. Yeah. This girl did the complete opposite. What's up with that? Like, how do you miss that part? Maybe they don't think that you have, maybe they don't think they have females watching. I don't know. My younger brother, and I hope none of his ex-girlfriends are watching, would go on oh, eBay no. and get the, get the Tiffany box and then no. put like much cheaper jewelry in the Tiffany box and give that to like Christmas time. That's horrible. That's horrible. Uh, they never knew. They had the box. Come on. With, with you know, the box know. was like 50% of the experience right there. Uh, but don't, look, I don't care. I don't care if she's a bad tennis player. I don't care if she's new money. I don't care if she's faking it. I'm so excited for this character. We'll see. Hell of an Instagram. She's a, she's a fitness model. She's in great shape. From what I hear, I, I, people have told me that she's got a great Instagram. You're going to believe in her Instagram? No, I don't even believe her Instagram. First of all, everybody fakes it on Instagram, and now this girl is blatantly faking it on her video package. So now I can't even throw I'm going to have to unfollow her, actually. Now that I think about it, maybe this is her gimmick. Maybe her gimmick is like the Bow Wow Challenge where, you know, she seems like <laughs> yes, she's living that life. that's what she's doing. She's Bow Wowing <laughs> this crap. Oh. That makes me love this character even more. <laughs> me too. If that's her gimmick, that is a very, then that tells me that WWE is plugged into uh-huh, modern uh-huh. day society. I will so a lot not of get that. behind a Chinatown purse on NXT 2.0. Okay, I've been, I've had enough. I've been trying here every Tuesday, but I am not going to try to root for somebody using one of those Chinatown yes. $5 Louis yes. Vuitton bags that had the V backwards. No. Yes, there's, Sir Mix-a-Lot used to call it that swap meet Louis. Uh, <laughs> wrote a song that. about it. Wrote a, it's actually one of, Sir Mix-a-Lot. And now listen, that, nothing yeah. against anybody that uses this purses, but don't act like it's a real one. Okay, that's yeah. all I'm saying. I just want to make sure, disclaimer, I don't mm-hmm. care. Whatever, right? Whatever fits your budget, but then say that that's your budget. That's but you know why she's doing this? Because she's trying to catch the eye of one Mr. Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. And Tony D'Angelo can buy her the real thing. No, no, and that's they're, they're, gonna, be- they're gonna have a whirlwind romance. He's gonna find out she's not for money. He's gonna, gonna, I was trying to impress you. And he's gonna say, baby, I don't care. All that matters is our love. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo can sniff that Chinatown Louis from a mile away. I'm telling you. Shout out to Sergio in the chat. He just said Tiffany of NXT's version of Lil Tay. If you remember Lil Tay. <laughs> yes. <Spot on> <laughs> I haven't thought about it. All right, Lil listen. Tay have you Lil heard Tay. what happened to Lil Tay and her yeah. stepfather? Like, it's a mess. Her whole story He's now is one. a mess. Yeah. But that is a great comment. <laughs> shots fired. Issa, are you going to post this for your clip this week on Twitter? Firing. Uh, yes, I will. I'll fire her too. You have to. I will not fight her for a purse because she's going to put a fake one on the line and I'm not. (laughs) We'll fight for something. Maybe for tennis lessons. (laughs) 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 Tiffany Stratton, I'm still a fan. I still believe in you, Tiffany Stratton. I can't wait for her to debut. It's going to be great. (laughs) Dare I say that Joe Gacy's all-inclusive invitational at least had potential. It sucks, but this could have been funny. Could have, would have, should have. I have to come out as a Joe Gacy apologist, you guys. I, I, I have to do it full flinched. I'm not necessarily proud of it. I know that a lot of people are upset with this gimmick, and rightfully so with how it's going. But I do like the satire of an all-inclusive invitation. Where you're satirizing wrestling. Yeah. You're satirizing yeah, okay, the fine. local left, which is what they're making fun of. And you're including everybody in the fact that he was getting ready to fight a woman with a fifth <laughs> cock as a music. This is 
this is good satire, okay? Like, it might not be for everybody, but it is exaggerating what I think is a problem with people getting a little too radical sometimes, you know, whatever. Uh, and they're doing this on the wrestling TV, not only satirizing wrestling, but satirizing this, what, what people call the woke left, I guess. I do agree that it is good satire. It is not the best television. It's not the most creative thing that I've seen, but I did enjoy this segment. I, I figured out how to fix Joe Gacy. He needs to be a little more Michael Scott and just say ignorant statements that sound like the right thing. Like, why was he out there tonight saying, I don't see body image. I don't see gender. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I don't see what, like, like they, they, they don't understand what they're making fun of enough to make fun of it in a really scathing right. way. Yeah, that's, know, that's my issue. So I think the announcement was great help too, because the yeah. announcers were really driving home that he's insincere, and that's something that they need. But they need to convey that to the audience when he's doing these promos. And I agree with you, Glenn. He needs to do things that are a little more over the top to convey that he's just this ridiculous character. Yeah, he needs to make like the most woke statements to the point that they're actually offensive when you think about them. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. You should be writing this character. I love this. I feel I, that's the thing. Too. I was like, I don't want to give them ideas, but it's like. And the Michael Scott light bulb was the key because that's right there. What you need somebody who has the best of intentions, but the poorest execution. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? I, I like your like, point, yeah. Alfred. And I agree. I thought the satire was, I didn't like the segment itself, but the satire, I appreciated it, especially when he was getting ready to fight the girl. I was like, wait, are you serious right now? And I, and I did pop a little bit for him trying to go on 205 live, you know, like I, <laughs> I think that it's funny. It is funny. Yeah. You know, but they're not, it doesn't feel like, and you guys just did such a good job at explaining it because yeah, it doesn't feel like it's committed enough to, to drive the entire point. Like it's almost like you're kind of like, you're not going all the way in with this yes. character as you should, but there's, there, they, they, there's parts that show greatness if they would just go all in or then don't do it at all because I don't like the in-between stuff. But no. I will say when he was getting ready to fight the girl, I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, and I popped. <laughs> and the, the fact that a lot of people are kind of turned off by that, I think is an indictment on WWE for not conveying that and going all the way and conveying that this is just a ridiculous character. You guys should all know that he's just like a mockery. And, uh, and I don't think they've done a good enough job of that, but just that visual of him trying to fight that you're starting to understand like this guy right. is a hypocrite. He's a cartoon and it is funny. I do. I get it, but I don't think enough people have gotten it. And that's on WWE because they're not doing a good enough job, like conveying this as a cartoon comedy character. No, I feel like, and, and that's the problem too. I feel like, like road dog wrote this based on what he sees on Facebook. Like, <laughs> like, like they think it's just funny that they're doing it. They don't understand that you actually yeah. need to follow through the premise right. and have some humor yes. in it. You know, right. He's an idea. I mean, he's a caricature, not a character, you know, uh, but this was interesting. Yeah. He was, he was about to fight a woman. Even the announcers like, well, we're going to have an intergender. Uh, <laughs> they're getting ready to do it. Yeah, and then interrupted by Roderick Strong and Diamond Mine. I, I was interested. I wanted to see this whole thing play out. I wanted to see what he would have done when that big the big black guy got in there. That guy was like 400 pounds who were the fat shaming guy. I wanted to see what that was going to play out like because uh, I don't know if he would have had a good luck with him. Maybe I wanted Ivy Nile to take the girl spot and kick his ass. That's yeah. what I was going to happen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is 100%. And why didn't they do that? That was a lot. Oh, it would have been perfect. It would have oh. been so perfect if that's what happened. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I have to point it out that they changed Parker's outfit and now he's wearing like khakis with the blue shirt. So I wonder if they're just trying to avoid the Michael Myers shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Malcolm Bivens is so good on the mic and I think it's bringing him down. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
because he's not able to really shine in these segments because he doesn't have anyone to play off of. In some ways, you're almost only as good as your opponent. And um, yeah, and one thing I don't like about this is the, uh, now the Diamond Mine has sort of quietly turned babyface because they're feeding with Joe Gacy, and there's no reason right. for it. So that's going to create more of a disconnect with the fans. I think there should have been some angle as to why should we be cheering for the Diamond Mine? It's not enough that they're just feuding with Joe Gacy. There needs to be a reason why we should be getting behind Diamond Mine, and I think that's part of the right. problem with this. Right. I don't get it. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll no see how the payoff is at. Uh... Oh my god! There's just, there's so much potential for this. They could have had someone say like, "You're about to fight a woman." He could say, "I identify as all. I identify as a human ah. being." And I'm going to wrestle another human being. There's no difference between us. None at all. I do I like the Ivy Nile payoff. Now, now that I have that in my head, I think that that would be great. Is if he he says he's inclusive, he wants to fight a woman, and then Ivy Nile yeah. just goes in there and messes him up. That would really get oh, her. It would have been so good. Yes, and she's already like almost there. Like that will really do wonders for her. But if Joe Gacy is somebody that they're invested in, I can see why they wouldn't pay that off. But it would have been. How so are good. they invested? I mean, that's actually that's the scariest statement that I think has been made on this podcast. NXT wow, is Glenn. invested in Joe Gacy. We have Wait, to protect, I don't have a speech for that. We have to protect him. We are inve- This is a future main eventer. This is a you future guys, WrestleMania wait. main event. We should do end of the year awards. <gasps> we should. We should. Oh my on God, the last we podcast. should. Yeah, I mean, we could do it this. We're going to be on the Saturday or Sunday after War Games or whatever. Yeah. But whenever oh we decide, oh my god, we totally sure. We just got to come up with the categories. Oh my god, it's going to be so much fun. Can we, we do a show? Garage. We should. We should do a separate episode just dedicated to year end. I mean, we could yes, do it during yes. next episode, but like, yeah, well, yeah. I'm totally messaging Raj and be like, we have an idea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> the Wrestling Inc. Awards. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't wait to pick an outfit. I'll ask Tiffany to help me out. Oh, I'll get my best. Okay. I'm just gonna put on the Tony D'Angelo tracksuit again. Yes, uh, with the hat though. With, with the, hat. the I'll get a better hat this time. That'll be the key okay. on vest. Uh so Idris Anofe made his debut against Solo Sokoa. Oh, man. So Idris got some offense in. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was gonna say this is probably the most competitive match he's had so far, right? Like it's not just me. This guy tried yeah. to put on a fight. Tried. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it went too long because like Solo, they're trying to build him up as a monster. And I do think he's good. And he's got a lot of promise. But Solo, a, a lot of his, a couple of his matches have been like that to where he's not made to necessarily look dominant. He does win at the end. And you do know he's a monster. But I do think for somebody who's being booked as a monster, his matches go way too long. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, and so we got uh, interference in this match with Boa coming in after. And Solo standing tall. And, I mean, maybe Solo and Nofe are going to be a tag team. It seemed like they were standing there together, mutual respect, yada, yada, yada. He didn't do the good sport thing. And this is something I think should be more in pro wrestling, not just in NXT. I love the fact that they gave uh, Anofi all this, you know, fanfare and he got to do a vignette. We know who he is. Even though he's going in like a pig to slaughter to lose, at least we get to understand who this person is, the fact that they're invested in him, you know. And so it actually does enhance the match. I do think it went too long, but I thought that was really cool that usually with enhancement talent, which is what he was pretty much playing the role of here, they don't tell you anything about these guys. Just send them out there. But I, I do like the fact that they've actually gave him a backstory from Inglewood, California, where I am right now. Oh, well, there you go. You guys are neighbors. Yeah. 
He'll be at WrestleMania Inglewood, I'm sure. I've got more build between Zion. WrestleMania is going to be in Inglewood, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to tell you Hollywood a year from now. Don't believe the hype. It's WrestleMania oh, Inglewood. Come on. Like WrestleMania 35 was in New York, but it was in the freaking yeah. swamp lamps in New Jersey. Come on. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> I said it. I don't care. <laughs> Dexter Loomis has escaped the hospital. If he was in a mental hospital, this would be so much better. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> like <laughs> that's, that's what they but wanted like, he you had to a think it was like. Arm, like. Yeah. <laughs> Why was he still in the hospital for a broken arm? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Like a week later. It does yeah. take away from the character that he's just like psychopath who murders people. And then it's like a poor broken arm is now like keeping him out of action. Was that his and painting And he escapes arm? a week later. Like if he's psycho, he would escape the night off. Or maybe yeah. he was too busy like stealing medication or something. I don't know. There now he's going to like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't care for this. I forgot that he was even still in the hospital. Like I would assume that he was there last week, but still this week. Well, we had a very quick match of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada versus mm-hmm. Elisa Leone and Valentina Feroz. There's big plans for Persia. Like, they have made her look so good for for a while now. I, there's something big coming for her, and you can see it. It's a slow build, but it's coming. And I like what they're doing. This is very creative. Something you don't see much in WWE in terms of their tag team. But the gimmick right now is that Persia has to do all the heavy lifting because mm-hmm. India is just not there mentally right now. So Persia has to go in there right. and beat the hell out of two people. And that makes her seem like a badass. I really like that. Yeah, which is why I see her in a singles push right now, which yeah, makes sense why sure. they don't have these two trying to go for the tag titles because you're just trying to build Persia out of the two of them. Indy is not a character that needs a title. She's not she's not there for that, and she's you know over with her storyline and Dexter and this and that. But I've been keeping my eye on Persia for a while now, and they, every week I feel like they make her look stronger and stronger. So I have a feeling eventually the breakup is coming, and they'll have big plans for her. I hope. Definitely. No, absolutely. And then we have the main event tonight. Wait, you skipped the MSK? Oh, oh that's right. That's yeah, right. MS- I, love it. They, they be, I watched this segment thinking like they should be the champions. Like, I'm so mad they lost that yes. title. Even more so I now. agree. We were talking about this last week. We were talking about this last week. Like, like, why is the most over tag team in the division right now just getting these vignettes? Yes. You right. Know? Okay, but if they had a car, why were they waiting for the bus for like two weeks in a row and then they walk for like another week and then today they show up at the shaman's house in a car? I'm like, why were they waiting for the bus then? You know, I'm so invested on finding out who he is. Like, I cannot believe how stupidly they got me into the storyline. When they show like this, like the figure of the person and then they didn't show us who he was, I was so angry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we've been waiting five weeks for this. Come on. <laughs> I love and, it. And uh yeah, and, and they even said like it's been five weeks. I mean, so yeah. we saw the their their uh their shaman, I believe uh they referred to him as. Yeah. Um backlit and in fog. Who is it, Alfred? Do you first? I don't I like the idea of Jeff Hardy, which was brought up a couple weeks ago, but I just don't think that that's gonna be you know, I'm gonna say William Regal. I think the shaman's William Regal. I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Ah. I mean, that silhouette did not look, it didn't have yeah, the little build of a Samoa Joe, but you know, it could have been a cutout. It could have been a cutout. Like, it could have been a decoy <laughs> to fool us. 
What if it's Triple H? Oh my fun, God! Uh, stop it, Glenn! Why do you say that? It why? It's always gonna be the, disappointing. The thing about that is that Triple H's comeback, I think, has to be, especially yeah, if it's on NXT, it has to be something big because of the reason that he was off TV. It's very real life. It was his heart, and I That's think true. it should be something more poignant than being a shaman. But that would be a great payoff. It's just I don't think they would blow away Triple H's comeback for that. No, I agree with the chat that thinks uh, Trevor Six saying it's got to be RVD. I mean, huh, it could be. I don't know. Just got married. Don't know. Who was sleeping on the couch in the backstage segment where we learned Dexter? I didn't know that either. Hospital. What was that? With a onesie? Know. I don't know. And the main event, Braun Breaker versus Johnny Gargano. I mean, they're giving Braun these opportunities, man. Ciampa, lengthy match with Gargano. Like, what did you think of the match tonight, Issa? I mean, the match was fun, but it's, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't get behind Braun Breaker quite yet. There's just something. Maybe it was the promo earlier that was a bit of a turnoff for me. Like, I hated that segment, so maybe I didn't go into this fully invested. But it's Johnny Gargano, right? I really, really, all right, confession, okay? I wanted it to be Johnny Gargano and Carmelo Hayes. And because it wasn't that, yeah. I didn't care. There, I said it, okay? But overall, fun match. I wanted Gargano to win as well. They're making the old guys look like chumps <laughs> right now. Like, the 2.0 guys just keep making them look dumb. But yeah. 2.0 has to win the match at War Games, right? You can't say we're this NXT 2.0 era and the black and gold <laughs> dominates. They freaking better win that match at War Games if you're calling this NXT 2.0. Like, this is a match that they have to win, absolutely. And I hate this. I hate, and I, like, I could have called this. I could have turned off the show right the second Braun Breaker won. They were like, and now everyone's going to pile out and there's going to be a big brawl. Like, right, right. Because we started the show with the women of War Games brawling. You have to end it with the men brawling. It's almost like, let's not I be know. creative. It's just, we're just going to do it this way, right? You know what I mean? Like, and, and because they haven't built a storyline, it doesn't make sense why they're all brawling everywhere. Just because war games, that's literally it. I feel like, like other war games, like and I know Glenn, like you're a big NXT fan. Other yeah. war games made sense. These people have feels for so long that it only makes sense to end it here. This one doesn't feel that way. And why is Tony D'Angelo? I know, like Tony D'Angelo needs a match at war games. I get it. He's the a drug. solo match. Yes, so preferably for a title. Uh, but I get that they can't have an NXT pay-per-view without Tony D'Angelo. I understand that. There's no reason for him to be on this team. There feels like there's almost no stakes going on here. I mean, Grayson has cut some promos. Um, but I think that like this is really about Braun Breaker, though, right? It's like this is Braun Breaker versus the, the old guys, essentially. Like Braun Breaker's right. only with a real story here. Which is weird right. because he's kind of outcast. He's kind of an outcast in this group because it's like a heel team versus a babyface team. And he's kind of a babyface before this happened. And so now he has to be part of the new guys uh, playing like a heel. Uh, but yeah, I do feel like it's about him. And then also I saw Draco Anthony. Uh, they did a vignette on uh, character oh, named that's Draco right. Anthony, which could be. Oh, yeah. I thought it was good, but that's what you know what I mean? Saying like to have two athletic vignettes 
in a time when we've had so many new characters that had a real character. There's too many new characters. It's very hard to be invested or remember them because there's so many people being thrown at us every week. Some of them are making a difference that you remember them, right? Mm -hmm. They did a good job with Tony and and now Tiffany. I feel like they've been strong with their presentation from the first video package. But there's so many of them that just like mesh with everything else that when you see them come out, you're like, who is that? And you don't realize they've been showing your video packages for them for weeks. Um, also, like, I am pretty sure these performers are going to just kick some mayor butt on Sundays, but there is so many first-timers going into these War Games matches. Like, Johnny Gargano, which, that was the biggest shock to me. Johnny Gargano hasn't been in a War Games match, which I have full yeah. faith that he's going to kill it. But there's so many people going into these matches that have never been in one that I'm just hoping that they're rehearsing it and it goes well. I have full faith in them, but... War Games is no joke. <laughs> they used to put people in there that you knew. You didn't have that war in the back of your head. You know, in, on this one, especially for the females after watching that, was it the ladder match, a Halloween match, habit, yeah. that we saw a bunch of very scary spots? I can't help but to but to be worried. Yeah, I, I agree. I completely agree. Especially if a War Games match, it's a completely different thing. And it's even yeah. more risky in terms of the danger because you know they're going to do those spots off the top of the cage and they've got all this stuff going on. They're going to have weapons, probably a ladder in addition to the War Games match. So. Yeah. I, too, am very nervous in terms of both side, the men and women in terms of the experience level going into a match like this because it could be very dangerous. And I wonder how they're going to, like, fit it in. Like, how they're going to stage it in that smaller space, too. Yeah. Because they used to yeah. do war games in, like, a normal size arena or I don't even think they ever did war game even in full sale. I think they were going to actual arenas for it, yeah. right? I don't know. So this is interesting. So Sunday, we're all going to be here, right? We're all doing the War Games yep. coverage? Yes. Okay, so we got Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction. We've got the men's War Game match, Ciampa, Gargano, Pete Dunne, and LA Knight. You know, an old school NXT legend, LA Knight, so associated with the history of the Black and Gold <laughs> Versus Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grace Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. Let's say the War Game match. And Tony D'Angelo Roderick- wins. Tony D'Angelo's got to get the win. I have a feeling Braun Breaker is going to get the win, but Tony D'Angelo yeah. should get the win if there's any justice in the world. Uh, right. Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy. I'm thinking that's going to be kind of a shorter match for the Cruiserweight Championship, maybe. Who yeah. knows? Uh, Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. That will probably go on way too long for the NXT yes. Tag Team <laughs> Championship. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. I think that will also be... I, I bet you if... Someone's head is shaved. The head shaving will be at least half as long as the match before that. Yes. Yeah, I can yes. see that for sure. So I don't know. This could be a really tight two and a half hour pay per view on Sunday. Yeah, maybe yeah. it'll even be two hours. Maybe it'll go under the two and a half. But can you do two war games matches in two hours? Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, if they're doing two war games matches, especially the way they're timed out, yeah, there's probably going to be uh, two and a half hours, three hours maybe. But before then, Friday we got SmackDown. We got the rampage. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Beastie's coming back. Rock Lesnar's coming back. back. Beastie. We we call him Beastie here. Beastie. Yes. (laughs) Is that going to be Sami Zayn's new gimmick where he keeps getting world title opportunities, but he gets upstaged? Because technically he was supposed to get the WWE title match after he found the egg or the person who stole the egg. And now he's doing that with a universal (laughs) title. And I just think maybe he goes to NXT and he he, he gets a world title match and they. Oh my god, that will be funny! I like that gimmick actually. I like that idea. I think he's gonna end up getting Liv Morgan and he'll get his shot in an episode of SmackDown and then Brock will get the pay per view. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> we shall see. So thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. Issa is at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Alfred is at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.